It's a blessing to be here this morning with you all. And yeah, I know um, last Sunday we were gone, but I guess there wasn't church here because of some cool weather, I guess. Anyway, nice for North Carolina. Anyway, I'm excited this morning to be gathered together and to look into God's Word. I have been, I guess I've been pondering for a good long while, and here towards the beginning of this year, um, I feel like God has been just speaking to me about the Father, and I loved the theme that kept coming up even in worship. I feel like in the last couple years, um, God has been revealing himself to me in a greater way um, as a father, and it's been a really, really beautiful thing. And as I was looking into this new year towards the first couple days, I kept asking the Lord, what do you want to teach me this year? What is it that you want to reveal to me? And in that process, um, I felt him, him strongly speak to me, um, you need to learn more what Abba Father means. That I want to reveal that to you. And I was like, okay, what is that? What, what's up with that? Um, and right away I knew that, you know, I, I remember uh, Jesus uh, when he was in the garden using that. And um, anyway, this is not going to be an all-inclusive look at that, but I do want to look into the Abba heart of God this morning, and I trust that um, we can grow in our understanding and also grow in our devotion to our Father as we look into this. Um, we'll start uh, reading Romans 8, Romans 8, verse 12 to 17. <clears throat> The, the word Abba is actually Aramaic, and it was a common, common um, way that children would refer to their father. Um, it was a very common word that was used a lot uh, back in this time. But the neat thing about words is they often have a little deeper meaning than what we think. And I know I've heard people, maybe in prayer, Say Abba Father, and that's you know very appropriate, uh, has its place. But in my mind, um, I think what I thought of Abba Father was more like a a desperate cry um, because Jesus used it in the Garden of Gethsemane, and so I would I think in in the recent past, any time I used the word Abba Father, it was more when I was really desperate or. Like, Lord, I need you in this situation. And so I would say, Abba, Father. And <clears throat> not, um, not unacceptable, maybe. But as I looked into it, I realized that um, there's some neat meanings in this for us as believers. And um, it's more than just a desperate cry. So let's look. Um, Romans 8, verse 12. So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if we live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you do not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, 
But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. Pro- fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. So um, here is one usage of that word, Abba, Father, and I want to, I guess, dig a little deeper into that. Um, Jesus used it in the Garden of Gethsemane, yes, but there's something in the word Abba, Father, that it's not just a desperate cry. It is also uh, something that it, it has the meaning of Father, I will obey you. And so to me, it, it, when you look at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, in that difficult time where he was sweating great drops of blood and all of the, the, everything, the anguish of soul and spirit he was going through, when he said, Abba, Father, <clears throat> it was in the same, you know, and then he also said, not my will, but your will be done. And so in that Abba, Father, he was saying, Father, you're there. This is really hard, but I desire to be obedient. I desire to walk in all that you have for me. And so that, that, that to me just makes, uh, takes on a whole different, I guess, level or a, a connotation when you look at um, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane and him saying, Abba, Father. <clears throat> we know that Jesus was obedient, not just to the death on the cross, but he was obedient as he lived his life. Um, There's verses that talk about he always did the will of his Father, which was in heaven. He always did that which pleased the Father. He always did those things that the Father spoke to him to do. Heal this person, touch that person, say these words. So he obviously was our perfect example. But in this meaning of, of Abba Father, there also is that... The whole thing of we have been adopted. And I'm thankful this morning for that adoption. And the reality is, as we look at each one of our lives, we definitely can see that old sin nature, um, that old man, and the way it was leading us around, the way it was leading us down a wrong road. But the exciting part to me as believers here this morning is, we don't want, we do not need to yield to that spirit of slavery to fall back again into fear. But we, because of Jesus Christ, we can be led by the Spirit and we can walk as sons of God. We can walk in obedience to what God has laid out for us. We do not need to go back into the slavery of the old man living in sinful desires, but we can rather walk in newness of life. We can walk in what Jesus Christ has for us. And so it it says, it talks here about the spirit of adoption. And to me, we know how that looks on a, on a um, level, you know, in, in the physical world. It's a beautiful thing when somebody is adopted into a family and maybe they had a really, really rough situation that they were taken out of. And let's be honest, we as human beings 
each one of us, if we have been adopted into the family of Jesus Christ, we were taken out of a really, really miserable situation. And that is being chained to sin. That is being um, the devil, being our father, and us being in bondage to do what Satan and the old man wanted us to do. But as we have been adopted into Jesus Christ, now there's so many beautiful things that are ours through Jesus Christ. So I think many times, we, could, we at least I have, I've used this word, Abba, Father, and not, didn't realize that in me saying that, I was saying, Father, I will obey you. It was a very, very respectful term. Um, a lot of times... People, you know, use yes, sir, no, sir. And in that is that is a way that in today's society, though a lot of that is even run going away, people show respect by saying yes, sir. <clears throat> and so in this, when we say Abba, Father, we are saying it is it is a respectful term to our father. <clears throat> I am so grateful that God has been showing me the love of the father. But it's not just a one-sided thing. There's also the reciprocating effect that as I see God as a loving father, God as a father who has adopted me into his family, who calls me his son, who calls me his daughter, there's also my part, and that is for me to come to him and say, Abba, Father. Both, when we say Abba, Father, there's two elements at play. There's definitely a part, part of that word has an intimacy or a closeness. You know, you don't just walk up to, to, uh, to any old father and say, Abba, Father. In, this, in Jesus' time, when children used this, it was a special term for their father. And it, there was intimacy there. But there was also children used it and it also they knew I will obey you. So they didn't just throw it around flippantly. They didn't call their father Abba when they were feeling like disobeying or when they were trying to get by with something. It was a, I will obey you, Father. I'm going to do what you have asked me to do. And so to me, uh, as I've looked into this, it was really uh, encouraging to me because one of the, the, the two things that God has been laying on my heart uh, towards, especially towards the beginning of this year, is, Father, that, I, Lord, I want to be obedient and I want to be faithful. And so looking into this word, it's like, yes, Father, that's beautiful. I want to be obedient. I want to walk how you want me to walk, down to the very little details of life. Um, still today, they say in Israel, uh, Jewish children will call their father, Abba, Father, or just Abba. And... Uh, we see one of those usages here in Romans, Romans 8. It, it goes on and, and talks about, about uh, verse 17. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. Just we see this, that we are in his family and he has translated us out of the kingdom of darkness, out of that old family and into his family. And we have a beautiful opportunity to not walk according to our sinful desires. The beginning of Roman, Romans 8 talks about that, and we're very familiar with those verses that, you know, if we are focused on the flesh, we're going to mind the things of the flesh. 
But if we are focused on the Spirit, we're going to mind the things of the Spirit. And I, I believe that in this context and in this connotation, we can say, if we are truly focused on Abba Father, we are going to find ourselves walking in obedience to Him. Yes, to his word, but even to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. We're not going to just do our own thing. We're not going to just kind of, you know, haphazardly go through our Christian life. But we will walk with that kind of heart saying, yes, Father, what is it that you have for me to do today? And we see Jesus, his beautiful example of that while he was on the earth, always doing the things that his father wanted him to do. And my prayer for each one of us is that we could look up. And connect with God our Father, yes, as that loving Heavenly Father whom, who extended salvation to us, who extended adoption to us, who pulled us out of the miry clay and set our feet on a rock. But then also in that, as we look at our Father in heaven, we would also say, yes, I'm going to obey. I'm going to do what you want me to do. You know, there was, there was the two, uh, the story that Jesus told of the two sons. The one said he, w- the one said he was going to go, and he didn't go. The other said he, was going, he wasn't going to go, and then he decided to go. And I, I thought about that this morning. You know, as I look at God, how many times do I say, yes, Lord, especially in church, in times of spiritual revival or renewal, where you're filled up and you'll... You know, you're just bubbling over with his goodness. You say, yes, God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do everything you want me to do. But then how many times do I actually find myself like that son who, when the push gets, when, when push comes to shove and, and in real life, I actually don't end up going and working in the vineyard or doing whatever the father had asked me to do. And my prayer for each, for, for me and for each one of us here is that we would go beyond just saying, Abba, Father, I will be obedient, but we would actually walk in that each and every day. And that we would listen for his voice, listen for the voice of the Spirit, and we would be obedient in the small things and the big things. You know, Jesus, Jesus said it in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he was obedient. Not an easy thing. I know there's been times in my own life where... I was very slow at obedience to my father. And there's also been times where I was not obedient to my father. But my desire is that I would be obedient. Uh, a few weeks back, I had an opportunity where I felt very strongly that God wanted me to pray for a lady uh, in a Walmart. And I was so very, very slow in my obedience. I mean, as slow as molasses in January, if you want to use that term. It was, I was, there was an aspect where I felt so confused why I was so, so very slow in my obedience. But yet I was also amazed in that situation at God's mercy and the lady wouldn't go away and she just kept looking for dog food. And I've never seen someone take five minutes probably to, to pick dog food. I mean, if, if I pick cat food up or I don't pick dog food up anymore, but I just, I know what I'm looking for. Phew, grab and go. But this lady was there and she was looking and she was looking and she was looking and God's like, yeah, the opportunity. Are you going to be obedient? And in that situation, I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to obey. But there are many times I know in each of our lives where we are like, mm, I was not obedient. And I want to encourage us 
to, as we look at God our Father, may God help us to just expand the way we view that. And when we come, whether we use the word Abba or not, when we come and say Father, that in that we would be saying, I will obedient. I will be obedient. I will obey. Father, I am a son. I am a daughter. And you can trust me to be obedient. I'm not going to just call you Father and not do the will that you have for me to do today. Abba is a heart language. It's something that goes deeper. And when we use that, or when we talk to God as our Father, it's not just a feeling, but it's also a word of discipleship, saying, yes, I will follow you. Um, there, there's also uh, John chapter 6, 46 talks about, um, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do what, I t- what I'm telling you? And that, that gives kind of that same thought. You know, if you're going to say Lord, right away you're saying you are the highest and I'm reverencing you. And if you're putting yourself under and you're saying, Lord, have your way. And in that, in that saying Lord, it's also I will obedient, be obedient. I will follow you. And again, I know that there's been many times where I have said Lord and yet I didn't actually do what he was asking me to do. I wasn't doing exactly what he had had laid out for me to do as a believer, as a son, as one who was heir with Jesus Christ. I didn't walk that way. And so I want to encourage us this morning when we look at this, whether it's Father, whether it's Lord, may our hearts say, yes, Lord, I will be obedient. It's not me. It's not doing what I want, but it's doing what you want. We are imperfect, sinful people, and at times we can choose to turn our back on God and we, we fulfill the lusts of our sin, of our sinful nature, but God desires that we could walk in our new identity, walk in that adoption, and walk as children because we have been adopted into his family. You know, there is power over sin. For us as children of God, as heirs of God. And I want to encourage us to walk in that, realizing that we have been adopted, realizing that we no longer have to fulfill those lusts of the flesh. You know, Romans 7 is there and, and all of the, the, the battle between the old man and living in that the new man. And this morning, I do know that there is grace and there is help for each one of us in our weakness and in our time of need. And I want to encourage us to walk in that new life and be led by the Spirit of God because we, don't, we do not need to go back into slavery. We, know, we do not need to go back and live according to what our old father, the devil, wants us to walk in. Yes, he wants to convince us at times that that's who we are. But this morning, if you have given your life to Christ, if you have been washed, if you have been adopted, then let's walk in that newness of life. Let's walk with Abba Father saying, yes, Father, I will be obedient. I am not going to live in that old way. I'm not going to walk in my old man, but I'm going to walk 
in that new man each and every day through the power of Jesus Christ. There are a couple other verses I also want to look at um, this morning, and specifically about adoption and how we have been adopted into Jesus Christ. Let's look at um, 2 Corinthians 6, and we'll read starting verse 14. Do not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever, for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. And as God said, I will make my dwelling among them. And walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, therefore, go out from their midst, and be separate from them, says the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters. And you will be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. So we see a clear separation that needs to happen for us as believers. He has promised that if we are willing to separate ourselves from the evil, to separate ourselves from the old man and those old passions and desires, he says, I will make my dwelling among you. I will walk among them. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And the beautiful privilege that we have as believers to walk with God in that kind of way, in that closeness, and in that intimate kind of a way, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And something that is not something that just has to be reality on a Sunday morning, or maybe when we're listening to our favorite worship song. But we have that privilege to walk in His presence. And He says... As we choose to separate ourselves, in verse 17, go out out from the midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And And my prayer for each one of us is that we could do that. Each of us see impurity. Each of us see uncleanness in the world around us. And we know there are areas in our own life where we want to go after those kind of things. There's something that still appeals in that impurity and the uncleanness of the world. But he says to, here it says to separate ourselves from those things and not to touch those unclean things. And he, God, will welcome us And he will be a father, and we will be sons and daughters. And I just love that fact this morning that I can be a son adopted into his family. But in that me being a son, there also is the side of me saying, Lord, I will follow and I will be obedient. It's not a list of do's and don'ts, but it's that heart of closeness. Father, I will be obedient. He wants to reveal his truth to us, his word. He wants to lay his finger on areas in our life where we have not been obedient. And this morning, I don't want us to just grab onto this and say, well, let me try to be a little more of an obedient son this week. You know, I think as parents, 
we know the difference. There's times when our children want to be obedient, but it's just that, well, okay, Dad. <laughs> if you don't think, if you don't like how I was acting, I guess I'll try to do a little better. And that's kind of what they do. And then there's other times when they have a heart that says, it's like they actually saw the light. They actually saw the truth of what you were trying to instruct them in. And they're like, okay, Father, Daddy, I'm going to do what you want. And that kind of heart, it blesses me as a dad so much because it's one of those things where you see, oh, wow, they didn't just do what, like the bare bones to get by and not get in trouble, but rather maybe they went the extra mile or you just sensed in their heart that they were wanting to please you. And I believe that's how it should be for us as believers. As we look to God, it's not a heart of, well, what could I get by with or you know, how close to the edge can I be and, and still somehow get into heaven? But rather our hearts should say, Lord, how can I be obedient to your very last command? How can I walk in what you want for me? And, and, and that is in this thing of Abba Father. That is the heart that uh, is portrayed in it. And that is my desire that I would be obedient and not just, well, I just so did enough to get by. But how can I walk in holiness, how can I walk in obedience to what God lays on my heart? You know, as we look at salvation, what a powerful thing it is. We have been saved, but there are many times that we do not walk in that new identity. There are times when we allow bondage in our life. Maybe it's a besetting sin. Maybe it is a stronghold in our life. Maybe it's lies that we have believed. Maybe we don't think that we can actually ever overcome in a certain area in our life. And I do believe that if, if you find yourself in that place this morning, there's no reason for you to continue to just try a little harder. God wants us. He wants to give us that sonship. He wants to give us that adoption where he puts his new nature inside of us with new desires. And it's not something that we just have to try, try a little harder to do or to somehow um, work out. But it's we have his new nature inside of us. And all of a sudden we can do and live how he wants us to as sons and daughters. So I want to encourage us to not just try a little harder, but rather surrender to him and say, Father, I want your you to come inside me and make me who you want me to be. In uh, John chapter 1, verse 12, it says, But you all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children who were born not of, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. We have that privilege to be partakers with Jesus Christ, joint heirs with Jesus Christ, and that light has shined, and I believe it has shined into each one of our hearts. But maybe this morning there's an area in your life where that light has not shine, shown, where you have not allowed Jesus, to come and chase that darkness away. There's no reason for you to continue to just walk in that, but rather we have the privilege to come and say, 
Father, I want to be obedient. What does it look like? What is it that I need to surrender that I can be one of your children, that I can be a son, and that I can walk in that sonship each and every day, that I would no longer walk according to the former way, according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, but rather that I would be obedient to your very last word. Father, I want to walk in that kind of way this week. And he wants you to walk in that kind of way. And I'm excited for us to, to walk as, as children, realizing that there's an inheritance. We're not just slaves, but we're actually children, and we get to live and walk in that. Um, another verse from Galatians 4 that talks a bit about us being children. We'll just start in um, Galatians, Galatians 4.1. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything. But he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. We are sons. We are heirs. And I don't always walk in that I don't always even understand what that means, but I just want to encourage our hearts this morning that at one point we were slaves to the elementary things, uh, principles of this world, but the fullness of time has come. God sent his son into the world, born of a virgin, born under the law, so that we could be redeemed. And this morning, are, am I walking as a, as a son Am I walking redeemed or are there areas in my life where there is still darkness, where I have not surrendered, where I have not let the blood of Jesus translate me from darkness and into his marvelous light? And if that is the case this morning, I just want to encourage us, don't walk any longer in that. There's no reason for you to walk in that kind of way. We have been adopted. We have the privilege to come to him. Come boldly. To the throne of grace as sons. And when we come to our Father, we can come in a, conf- in a kind of confidence knowing that He wants to do, it is His, He wants to do and will His good pleasure in and through us. We no longer need to walk in that old man. And I want to encourage us that we have the privilege to call Him Abba Father. We no longer need to be slaves. We no longer need to walk in that old way, but we can walk in newness of life. We can walk in freedom. And I'm excited for the freedom that many are walking in. And I want to encourage us, don't let the the challenges of life, the discouragements of life, don't let the, the, the defeats of 2021 jump into 2022. This is the first time I've preached this year here, and I've been pondering that. So many times the devil wants to come 
And he wants to throw those things back on us and say, well, you're never going to overcome in this or that area. You know, it is just who you are. And he wants to let those defeats from the past define who you are today. And that's not necessary. Because of Jesus Christ, because of that new identity, because we have been washed, we can come in surrender and say, Jesus, you see, you see my need. You see the bondage. You see where Satan has tripped me up in the past. But Father, I desire to walk in newness of life. I desire to walk as a son, as a daughter. I desire to walk with a closeness with you. I don't want to be entangled by the things of this life. I want to be able to come boldly and say, Abba, Father. I want to be able to come boldly and say, Father, I need you. And Father, I will be obedient. I'm going to walk in who you created me to walk in. Jesus died so that we can have life and have it more abundantly. And there's no reason for us to continue to walk in that oldness of of the law and, and walk in that oldness of being a slave to sin. Romans talks about that, how we were slaves to sin and we, we were not free to be obedient to Christ. But because of Jesus Christ, we no longer are slaves to sin, to do those old things, but we can walk in victory. There is victory in Jesus Christ. And will we always walk perfectly? No. But as we continue to stay connected to Jesus Christ, as we walk in our sonship, we will continue to see more and more of that heart of God's heart for us to be obedient. And I believe it will be reciprocated. And then we will say, Abba, Father, yes, I need you. Father, without you, I can do nothing. But it is my heart's desire that I would walk in that new way, that I would walk in adoption and not just do the easy way, not just do what I want to do, but do what you want me to do. May God help us to walk in that kind of way. And may God help us to, as Jesus did, even in the difficult things, even in the things where it's like, no, this is not, this is not what I was wanting. There, there are many times where God brings things into our life. Sometimes it's our own sinful nature that tempts us. Other times there are just things that come that are actually challenging. And we're like, oh, Lord, that's not quite what I had in mind. But even in those things, when he causes, when he wants us to go through difficulties, when he has us go through tests, when things do not look the way we wanted them to look, that we could say, yes, Father, I will be obedient. I will walk even in this difficult thing. I won't just do what I want to do. I won't take the easy way out, but I will be obedient. As a son, I will walk in the power that you have for me, and I will not be obedient to, those, to my old father, to the devil, but I will walk in my sonship, and I will walk in with the fact knowing that I have been adopted, and I no longer need to walk according to those dictates of the old man, according to those dictates of the former uh, flesh, but I will walk in newness of life, Jesus Christ, through the power that you give, not in my own strength. We all know our old flesh, yeah, sometimes he wants to pop up, but through Jesus Christ, we can mortify the deeds of the old man. I also want to say that that there may be some here this morning that they know very, very little of actual victory through Jesus Christ. And that is not 
what you need. That is not, that is not the normal Christian life. The normal Christian life is a, a, a walking in victory. And I know that at times we're, we don't walk in that victory because there's darkness. There's bondage. There are strongholds in our life. And there's no reason for us to walk in that. So this morning it's not about trying a little harder, but it's about coming to surrender and saying, Jesus, through you, I will be able to overcome the world, the flesh, and the devil. And I do believe the Holy Spirit wants to speak with clarity to each of us if there's a stronghold in our life, if there's something where the devil just has access and a, and a, and a, and a, uh, a right away into lead us into more darkness. There is victory through Jesus Christ. We can be obedient children through the power of Jesus Christ. Temptation, yeah, it comes knocking, and we might even stumble. But have is that new nature inside of me? Am I walking as a son? Am I walking as an heir? And am I living that new life through Jesus Christ, where life in the Spirit, where I don't have to walk in condemnation, but I can walk in freedom you know, if Jesus has truly set us free, if the law of the Spirit in, of life in Christ has set us free, then we don't need to go and live in that old way any longer. Jesus came that we can have life and that we can have it more abundantly. Jesus came so that we could come and say, Abba, Father. We can have that close relationship with our Father. And we can come and say, Father, I will be obedient. I want to know you in that level. I want to walk in, in, that, in that way that when I come, you know, yeah, that's one who's going to be obedient. You know, when a child is, is kind of being naughty or having just a rough day, as, as parents, sometimes you don't know what's coming. You don't know. Is it, 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 are we going to turn a corner? Is there going to be obedience? I have been guiding, I have been correcting, I have been loving, and I've been leading my child, desiring them to do what is right. But are we going to turn that corner today or, or not? Because there's some times when you just feel like there's a day when a child is just bent on doing what is wrong. And every time you go do something else or every time you turn your back, it's like, here we go again. You know, they're just wanting to go their own way today. And I know that at times I have been a, a son like that as well. And I know that God has looked down and been like, come on, there is grace, there is help. You don't need to walk that way today. You can, through the power of Jesus Christ, you do not need to yield to the lusts of your flesh. And you can walk in newness of life. But I've also experienced many, many days where I would say, as I look to Jesus Christ, I feel that smile of my father upon me and I feel like I feel him cheering me on and saying, yes, that is you walking in newness of life. That is why I sent Jesus so that you can walk in this new way. And I feel him cheering me on. And in that, it's, it's an exciting thing to say, yes, Abba, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to continue to walk in obedience and I'm not going to fulfill the lust of my flesh today. I'm going to walk in that newness of life. And it's a privilege. It's an opportunity that we have to walk in that kind of way, not yielding to those old ways. So may God help us even as we, as we 
as we walk and as we live. So many things I could say, the Lord's Prayer. In that, we say, our Father, which art in heaven. And in that, we're saying, yes, Lord, you are the King. You are the Lord. We give you Lordship. And then it's, Lord, let your will come. Let your will be done in my life today. So there's a surrender. And may we come in a place in the right attitude of surrender and saying, thank you, Lord, for what you have done. Thank you for adopting me. And now it is my, because of that adoption, because of that sonship, because that he has given me his spirit, and I no longer have to walk according to those old dictates. Father, now I can come and I can be obedient. And this morning I want to encourage us to be obedient to his word, to the Holy Spirit, and to walk in faithful obedience to him this next year. Not through just picking ourselves up, but through that understanding and through the reality of who we are in Jesus Christ and through allowing that reality to transform us and to change us and to allow each and every dark place in any of our hearts to be uprooted and to be so that his light and his holiness can be inside of us and we get to walk as children of light. We don't need to walk in those old things. So I trust that God can uh, just challenge each of our hearts this morning to a greater level of obedience and to a greater level of closeness and intimacy with God as our Father. He wants to know you in that kind of way. He wants to know each of us as sons and daughters in closeness and in, in intimacy. So may God bless his word to our hearts And may we be obedient. Let's pray. Abba, Father, we come to you. We thank you that we can come to you this morning. Lord, we don't understand all of what this means, but we thank you that we can come boldly to the throne of grace. And and you're there for us. You meet us. And Lord, I just pray that you would help each one of us this morning to be real, to not just act if like everything is good if everything is not good but lord that we would come to you and say yes to you and come and know what it means to be in the presence of our father and that you would lead us and lord that we would learn to walk in obedience walk in our sonship lord thank you that we are no longer slaves to sin And yes, we are no longer even just slaves to you, but we can walk in the reality that we are sons. And Lord, I just pray for a revelation this morning of who we are because of Jesus Christ, that our hearts could look up to you as our Father. And I pray, Lord, that as we look up to you a greater level of, Uh, As we look up to you and as we understand who we are because of Jesus Christ, a greater level of worship and obedience and surrender would just flow out of each one of our lives. Lord, no condemnation this morning, but rather a hearts of surrender, hearts of knowing who we are because of Jesus Christ. And may it be a glad surrender and may it be a glad obedience and may we walk in that each and every day. Thank you, Lord, that you want to use us. Lord, these earthen vessels, 
Lord, I pray that this week we wouldn't focus on how needy we are, but rather we would focus on our, how, how sufficient you are and how you are making us like, like Jesus. Lord, I pray that we would be obedient. Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts and may we say yes to our Abba Father and may we walk the footsteps of Jesus, walking how he walked, living the way he would want us to live, not living according to the old man, but may we walk as new men and as new women in the power of the Holy Spirit, in the victory that the Holy Spirit leads us in. Thank you that we can walk in a triumphant march of victory. And I pray for any heart here this morning that feels discouraged, that feels they've tried so hard. I pray, Lord, that you would help them to look up and see that you came to redeem us and to give us victory through Jesus Christ and that they also are included and they get to come boldly to you and say, Abba, Father. And may we mean that with all of our hearts and walk in the reality of that each day, this week, and throughout our lives. Thank you for each one here this morning. May we walk in your ways. In Jesus' name, amen.